Pierre, is that a leopard print chair in Dreg's office? <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, like I'm pretty sure that's a leopard print what? chair. And is that a picture of himself on that bottom shelf? That's a picture <laughs> oh, of himself. We're going to have to. Yeah. Hey, folks, welcome to Got Your Back NHL Edition, Friday Roundtable Edition. Today on the podcast, Pierre Lebrun, Darren Drager, and Mike Johnson. Yes, all these brilliant hockey minds, tongue in cheek, together in one place, talking trades, talking Leafs, Jets, talking all things National Hockey League. Might be a regular segment, unless it sucks, then we'll can it and try something else. Also, Terry Ryan's going to be our ultimate arbiter once again in our red card, yellow card, no card segment, and you're not going to want to miss it. This one comes from a true story, and Darren Drager is going to tear me to shreds. It's going to be a bloodbath. Got your back, NHL, brought to you by Cross Country Canada. Supplies and rentals, as always. They provide equipment and supplies to all facets of the Canadian construction industry, but what sets them apart is their get-her-done attitude core value of their company i've been to the head office it's right there on the wall for everybody to see everybody to walk by every day so every one of their staff members lives by that get her done formula to ensure they never let the customer down cross-country canada takes great pride in this attitude they believe that their customer success is their success cross-country canada proud title sponsors of got your back What are you shaking your head at already, Dregs? You're already shaking your heads and the pod hasn't even started. Go ahead and say it. Setting the time. I know what he's saying. No, I'm looking forward to your 45-second intro and uh, sponsor read. (laughs) You don't know it, Dregs, but I already did it. It's in the can and it's already done. And this is now the start of the podcast. By the way, you got up and walked away from your desk a minute or so ago. Is that a leopard print chair you're sitting in? Like yes. full on leopard print. Yeah. Get up, get up. It was, show us. It, show it, us it was thing. gifted to me. I don't I don't know. That, about might, be re, that. that so, might be re-gifted. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so immediately I'm concerned about what happens to your office. But thanks for asking. Oh. Oh. Dregs, immediately so, that poses the question. What's happening in your yeah, office? Yeah, he added when the, the young child, child as well. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, what was that, Pierre? I feel no sympathy. I said, "What what happens in that office when the camera's not rolling?" Uh, based on that uh, on that chair, like what's going on over there? That's even uh, more offside. Well, that's, that is <laughs> this that's podcast dead, is started, that's a dead right? step. That's a dead father-in-law's <laughs> chair, Pierre. Damn it! I mean, come on. There's no respect. I, I, I will take yeah. chirps from two of the three on this. Oh, uh, here we go. This pod. Here we go. But. Whatever you got on your head, I mean, seriously, like, do you not own a brush? I know that you, you, you've lost the number to the, the, the person, the, the, the Floby dealer or whoever normally manages your hair, but that, that's outrageous. I don't know what's going on. I, I do need a haircut. Wow. I do need a haircut. Oh, to an outrageous start here. Uh, By the way, I mean, this is the podcast. It's already happening. So I hope you guys are all okay with everything that's been said so far. Because there's no three, two, one, here we go. We've been going since I started talking. 
Ah, boy, oh boy, Johnny, that was a fun game. Seven minutes to go. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) by the way, so I spent last night, I'm on the phone with the quiz master. We're going over content. We're grinding. We're like, oh, we got all these guys. We got to make this podcast good. Grinding on content. He calls me last night. We set up a call this morning. Talked for another half hour this morning talking content. I start sending you guys content on what the podcast is going to be. I've been working my ass off on this. And uh, what I get back from Darren Drager on the chat group, this is setting up to be the most eye-glazing pod of the year. <laughs> I'm like 90 minutes of work into preparing content. Don't you want constructive and honest feedback? Isn't that what we're all no. craving? <laughs> no, I do not want that at all. Absolutely no. not. Okay, uh, let's start talking. Stop talking nonsense and start talking some hockey. Let's get to uh, the round table. It's not a table and there's nothing round about it. It's like four guys in a box here, we'll call it. But it's brought to you by Pro Hockey Life. And Christmas is on the way. Pro Hockey Life can be the one-stop shop for the hockey lover in your family. And they got some great products to consider. How about the Hockey Shot Hockey Radar? You can track how hard your young player is shooting it or... How hard you're shooting it if you want. You can see and measure improvement as it's happening. Some other cool training devices, the Super Deke or the Helio Core Performance Sensor. They got all the cool technology to help measure and improve the growth in one's game. Lots of great apparel as well. Pro Hockey Life, obsessed with the game. Go see them for your Christmas shopping. Johnny, you had a front row seat for a pretty interesting hockey game last night. Nice performance from Mitch Marner. That sequence where he was on his rear end behind the net mm-hmm. and then ends up scoring, uh, that just, I mean, a building lights up. A uh, pretty cool moment. Yeah, it was good. It was funny because the, the building didn't really seem to be gravitating to Marner, a Marner moment until it was 3 nothing. Then the game kind of got out of hand in like 90 seconds. And then for about the rest of the period, every time he touched, you could kind of feel the building rising up, like might he get a point here? And then, yeah, that sequence where he just blew a tire, fell on his, on his backside. I called it a butt sauce because he threw a, a pass it out is. to Zavars that he missed. And then, uh, I don't know if he can keep that. I, I, yeah, I don't that know. That might like, have to be a one-time thing. I was it's thinking butt term. fumble. Like, I, was thinking the, I was thinking the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, right? Uh, but butt sauce got a whole <laughs> other connotation. But, yeah. Um, and then he gets the big slapper goal. And, and listen, that was about talking to Leaf coaches, management, players after the game, like, they were very pleased. That was about as well and as clean a game as they have played all year. Samsonov gets a shutout, but didn't really have to do that much. Yeah, they were pretty pleased and and because they hadn't played great against Dallas the previous couple games, but they played well there and they're rolling right. Like they're setting records left and right. They're only a few away now from the franchise longest winning or point streak. So mm. yeah, it was it was good. And we had Beebs in the house wearing some colorful oh. apparel. It was a full Among night the us. people, hey? He was right yes. in there among the people drags, like fist oh. bumping and... I, I I mean, next to Pierre Lebrun's toque, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the getup of, of Bieber yesterday was... And he was with the people, right? As you've acknowledged. That was yeah. what was so surprising about it. I... I recognized Haley Bieber before I, I didn't even know that was actually Justin Bieber sitting there. I'm watching the game and they keep cutting away and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Who is this person? And then I'm like, oh, geez, that's Haley Bieber. So I assume that's Justin beside her. But now, you know what? Uh, The Leafs are in a real good stretch right now. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but as impressive as the pass was, um, you know, 
I don't think that goalies or defense, and Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong here, like Marner isn't noted for that shot. No. Right? We, no. Know he's, we know he's a playmaker. Every player in the National Hockey League can shoot it. Who's kidding who? But for him to tee that thing up, that was a flat-out rocket. So now, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a goalie getting set to play the Leafs again uh, or a defender, you're saying, okay, hold on a sec. I got to worry about this, 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 and now this kid – you know, powders it like that. <laughs> Just one more thing to add to his arsenal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's scoring many slappers over goalie shelves. Like that was no. perfect skating no. into no. it, pass off the boards. It's like a one-time pass for him, and he and he got all of it. Um, he, yeah. But yeah, he had a. It was a pretty inspiring game by him, Pierre. He was he was rolling as he has been now for a month and a half. But we got to get our research on it. What do you think about this guy? That's twenty-one games. He must have the fewest amount of points in a twenty-one game point streak no of all kidding. time. He's got 28 points only. He's like barely 1.33, which he averaged more than for the whole year Mm. last year. Like he's not (laughs) getting three, four points a game. They're not winning 6-1 every night. He's chipping in in close games. It's amazing that he scored so few points, but every single night he gets his one. Yeah. And and again, you know, we we mentioned this, all of us here on this panel, but, and I'm not taking anything away from a lot of the other great offensive performances we've had so far this year when you look at the league leaders, but, Mitch Marner does not cheat in his game. I mean, his defensive prowess is unbelievable. And to be able to create and manufacture points the way he has so consistently while still being essentially the most trusted defensive option up front for the Toronto Maple Leafs should not be... I mean, I think we have to keep mentioning that as part of the conversation. I I, I mean... um, I don't know if anyone's doing it better right now in terms of the two sides of the puck uh, as a winger in the NHL. Yeah, and that's, you know, listen, is he in the discussion in terms of top two-way forwards, top overall game in the National Hockey League? Dregs, like, do you put him in that category with, <laughs> you know, with, with some of the other guys when he's playing like this? Is Johnny shaking his head below? Yeah, you Johnny next, is shaking Johnny. his head You start, no. Dregs. Yeah, well, look, I'm not sure I do, but I'll acknowledge – uh, who mentioned it. I mean, we had Dave Nonas, former GM, on our podcast uh, on Thursday. Um, and you said it after the fact. We'd stopped recording, but we were talking about minor. We we're talking about some other things. And and if you talk about in the moment here, we're not talking about, you know, over the course of a season. But the way that minor is playing, both offensively and defensively, he, he, he wondered out loud to Ray and I if minor was the most complete player in the NHL right now. So... In I the mean, league? Uh, yeah. yeah. Most See, I said winger. Form. I don't know if yeah. MJ caught yeah, that. I said yeah, winger. Winger, when winger I center about. matters a lot. So, right? like, because you know, how center, good you are as a winger, it's hard yeah. to be as, good, as important as a centerman. Exactly. Like, Johnny's I still think at the end of the day. Unimpressed. <laughs> you just well, have this I still think at the end of the day, like, <laughs> and I don't know. I know we weren't supposed to go this way, but a little ad lib here. But I, I don't know if people just have had too much over the years that they don't want to talk about him anymore. Sidney Crosby, anyone? What he's doing again this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. yeah. like... 100%. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just unbelievable uh, where he is still at this stage in his career and and really on a team that people keep waiting to uh, to fade away and now they're back Ooh. in the thick of it. And uh, Sidney Crosby's season has got to be mentioned here too as one of the great early stories. Uh, Leafs and Jets. If a seven-game series were to start tomorrow, Johnny, oh, who would this you is take? Such a Dryden question. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if it's, if it's, to, but if it's tomorrow, there's no Jake Muzzin and there's no Morgan yep. Riley yep. and mm-hmm. there's no Nick Robertson and Pierre Engvall is going to be suspended or no, maybe not. But like, you know, like I, I okay. think if it's a tomorrow, month from now, then you get my yeah. point a month from now. Well, you said tomorrow. So I, <laughs> I, I yeah, hold on. <laughs> okay, you can be that guy. You're that because guy on the pod. It makes it easier answer. I think, I think if it's tomorrow, I, I would be leading Winnipeg because I just got they Johnny. have the full rostered. That's awesome. So, uh, listen, at full, at full power, both teams fully, like everyone healthy that's on their team, except for maybe Jake Muzzin, because I don't think you could really ever assume that he's going to come back and play for Toronto. I would, you know, you'd want to lean to the goal, the team that has the better goaltending. And Connor Hellbuck, no question, is the best yeah. goalie of the three that would be yeah. playing. But so far, he's not playing that much better than Samsonov or Murray. So if they Murray equals Hellebuck, I take Toronto. I take Toronto mm-hmm. over Winnipeg if the goaltending is a wash, which right now it would be. So it's very close, which I think is a testament to Winnipeg because Toronto's on this great run, and it's a toss-up basically to me. But I would probably lean Toronto slightly. Pierre? Uh, I would uh, I would lean the Leafs as well, and it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw John Cooper's comments this week about the Leafs, and I'm trying to figure out if it's we're trolling. taking them at. Well, that's 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 what I'm wondering. Is John Cooper's been around? Could be Tampa, Toronto again in the first round, and John Cooper uh, was very complimentary of what he believes is a Leafs team that's figuring it out in terms of the way they play and, and their defensive awareness and, and everything else that he's seeing in their game. Uh, I, I, I quite enjoy John Cooper doing that. But so, so for now, we'll just say he was genuine about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would lean to the Leafs too. Um, I mean, Johnny makes an excellent point on Connor Hellebuck, but you know, let, let's not overlook. Like there are lots of games where Winnipeg is treading water too, right? And, and they're winning games primarily because of their goaltending. Uh, You've got two key pieces, one for sure out of the lineup for an extended period of time. That's Nikolai Ehlers. Right. Uh, and his cover-up is Mason Appleton, and he's hurt too. And mm. like so many teams that are working in long-term injury, it's not like Shevelyoff can go out and add a piece because those players are eventually coming back. So they're playing well in the moment, but in the bigger picture, uh, I think Toronto, just given the depth and firepower they have up front, would probably uh, outmatch Winnipeg. So bigger picture, are the Maple Leafs the best chance to to break the egg no. here on this 30-year uh, drought no. for Cups in Canada? They're not the best bet, Johnny, who is? What division are they in? Like, they're yeah. going to have to go through Tampa and then Boston. Like, it's a nightmare. Yeah. They'd be better it's off finishing fifth and getting over yeah. to the Atlantic. Like, honestly, it's yeah. like, that's why. It's not about the, if it's they were wrong. ranked 1 through 16, if they were, like, maybe we'd have a different conversation. But when they have to play, and they're going to have to play probably Tampa and then Boston. And that is going to yeah. be a, a very difficult path. Whereas, I, you know, I look at Winnipeg, okay, the central, what, like, we're talking what Dallas and we got Minnesota floating around and Nashville. Like, it's not nearly, I would, like, I might say Toronto would beat Winnipeg, but I would say Winnipeg's got a much better chance to get there. And if any of the Ca- Alberta teams figure it out, they probably have a better chance to get there as well. Because once you're around it, once you get to the second round, third round, then the possibilities become you could win. So I say no, even the Toronto might be the best team. They don't have the best chance. I I actually still think it's Edmonton <laughs> right now. Believe it or not, so do I. I know they're not. I know they're not playing well, especially defensively. They're not in sync. But at the end of the day, you, you said big picture, Ryan. Yeah, and yeah. you're asking us to look months ahead of time and the path and everything else. I still, I, I mean, of, of the Canadian teams, 
If the like Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell to lead them to the promised land. <laughs> well, you know, interesting. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, uh, outside bold, of Andre Vasilevsky, full strategy, I mean, Cotton. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, that's Trace? a whole other conversation. But how many goalies do you trust right now in the in the NHL outside of Andre yeah. Vasilevsky and maybe or Igor Shesterkin? Mm. Wow. Yeah, and and you know, Matt Murray has been brilliant of late. Connor Hellebuck. You know, there's yeah. going to be yeah. Aside from Connor Hellebuck, you, you know. Jacob Markstrom can't stop a beach ball in Calgary right now. I mean, there's there's all kinds of issues in goaltending outside of of Winnipeg. But I I tend to agree based on the start of Jack Campbell. You know, Stu Skinner. Let's see how things move out. I I, I feel like and you know I've kind of poked the bear a little bit this week with Edmonton. Kenny's going to do something on the back end, right? I mean, we yeah. know what they've the holes, the deficiencies that they have. So he either goes super big game hunting. Um, or he, he plugs a hole and they rely on perhaps a better level of defense and then everything that they've got up front. I, you know, the experience that Edmonton gained last year, I don't think should be overlooked either. You know, I, I, I think that they're, they're a strong possibility. Drags, well, so you say super big game hunting. Like, what does that mean? Like, is that Eric Carlson? Is that Jacob Chikrin? Yeah. Like, what is super big game? Because, like, I, I think about yeah. Carlson, and of course they're better with him on the team. Yeah. But Edmonton's got Bouchard, who's a right shot offensive yeah. guy. They got Barry, who's a right shot, almost only offensive yeah. guy. Like, yes, Carlson's better than those guys, but you kind of have that. I mean, are you going to pay the yeah. King's ransom for Jacob Chickard? I just, I don't know if those big, yeah. big name guys are, would make sense in Edmonton just because the cost and, and what they do. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. And, and that's what management has to wrestle with. I don't see Chickard as being a fit in Edmonton. I don't. I, I, I think. You know, Kenny wouldn't be the loan manager in this regard, and I haven't talked to him specifically about this recently, so I'll, I'll hedge it that way. Um, some managers look at Jake Chickern and, and obviously see a really good player, um, but most of them look at a, a good player with an excellent contract, and that's why Jake right. Chickern is that much more attractive. Brandon Hagel. Yeah. 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 So um, in Carlson, though, so, just so, to, to, to you have to you you, you know they're going to at least kick the tires on it, and then it gets into that stratosphere of what's going back the other <laughs> way. You're giving up on Bouchard. Maybe Barry goes too as part of a package, but there's so many variables. We've already gone through this. It's a next to impossible deal to make, but. I think Edmonton's in that window where they've got to start looking at some of those yeah, bigger types. Dregs, the, the one name I want to throw at you guys, because, listen, I believe that they fundamentally well, need Well, I was going to throw one. I was going to throw one, Ryan, but maybe, okay. maybe, yep, our, you go. maybe our brains. No, I want, I'm curious to see whether we, we we're thinking of the same guys. You go okay. All right. So I think they need a guy who fundamentally is rooted in a little bit more defense, um, can maybe be a Here big, we, bigger, nasty guy. Go that can play. Uh, I think they want someone that adds to their experience level on the blue line. I don't think they want to deal in rentals necessarily. I think they're interested in bringing in people that have contract. Uh, value might be down because the season hasn't been going great. Is, is his name Joel? His name is Joel Edmondson uh, out of Montreal. Oh, that, so I, breaking news. Well, that's right. It's only so, been speculated on for the last month. No, but the point is, is that the point is this. The point is this. He's not available right now. <laughs> He is not available. And the reason it's interesting to me is this would be Edmonton having to manufacture a conversation, an opportunity that the Habs do not even want on the table right now. But well, they do if Xavier Borgo is in the equation. Bingo. Bingo. 
Yeah, and that's that's where it gets tough. Like Johnny, Johnny, what is Joel Edmondson <clears throat> as of right now? Like, what is he? Because they need a top three or four guy to really move the dial. So, what is he, Johnny? He's an awesome guy for starters. Like he is beloved. Teammates really, really like him around. Good leader. All those intangibles for whatever those are worth. He is excellent in all those areas. He right now though is kind of he's not having a great year. As many despite a lot of the Montreal guys having success this year, he's not had a great year. Um, you know, I think he's had trouble catching up. Yeah, he yeah, like he's having trouble catching up to everybody else. I would be leery. Like if he's in a depth role with a lot of support and infrastructure around him. Okay, yeah, he's, he can totally help you out. But you put him in Edmonton, who's who's looking for him to supply that infrastructure, that stability. I I, I think they would be, if you're thinking they're gonna, he's going to come in and settle everything down, I think they would be disappointed. Hmm. All right. I disagree, um, but respect that. Pierre, you think he's got a little more? I mean, I think, I think Joel Edmondson would be at his best in the playoffs though, right? Maybe not, yeah. you know, game one day showing his best, but maybe in the playoffs, there's some, some quality there that, that that team could use if there's an uptick in his play and in, in the playoffs, which I think he has a history of showing. Uh, let's play match game really quick here, guys. I'm going to throw out some names and uh, you tell me where you think they potentially could end. Dregs, you brought up Jacob Chikrin. Uh, not necessarily feeling Edmonton is a, is a good spot to start. We'll go Dregs, Pierre, then Johnny. Where do you think, Dregs? What are we looking at? Well, I'm hesitant to say this, but you know, I'll say Ottawa because Ottawa just they 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 need help. They've needed help for how many seasons now on that back end, and age dynamic matters, right? And they've got that group with Brady Kachuk and those young pieces, um, yeah. And they've got the prospects to make a package that Billy Armstrong, the Arizona Coyotes, want in return. So it would be Ottawa for me, Pierre. Uh, I don't want to say Ottawa because Dreg's already said Ottawa. I mean, that would be my pick too. So I'll pick another team that was in it last year and then I think faded away on it. But now I wonder, they're trying to get some consistency in their game right now. I'm going to say the LA Kings who are loaded mm. on the right side, loaded mm. on the right side, but I think could really use them on the left to sort of balance out what's happening there. Um and the Kings really want to stay, remain a playoff team, obviously, after breaking through last year. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Rob Blake poked his nose back in there. Yeah, and they got the prospects. Kings have a boatload of prospects that they could they, – they could. I always kind of go off the radar. What about, what about Detroit? Detroit's taking uh-huh. steps in the league. They they're, getting, they're much That's better. LeBron is doing a great job. They need help on defense, though. They don't have the bodies, right? They don't have the personnel – they got Edmondson's coming, but they have Cider. If Ronick's having a good year, but left side, I think they could use an uptick there. They can afford him contract-wise. I'm not sure about their prospect base, but um, mm-hmm. I just look at teams that could use that kind of guy for the next several years, and he kind of fits where Detroit's at. Sherrod Osterly Hag uh, over on that uh, over on that left side. Bo Horvat will go. For me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll go reverse order here, Johnny. You can start. Uh, Bo Horvat. And by the way, you can say staying put if you want. Well, I think he's in, going to go to – So this is why I look at Vancouver. They're going to sign Bo Horvat. <laughs> if they sign Bo Horvat, they're going to have to trade JT Miller. And they're probably like exploring both things at the same time. Like if we sign Bo, what's the market for JT? If we can't trade JT, there's no market, then maybe we can't sign Bo. He's going to score 50 goals. Like what's that worth? $9 million? 63? 72? Like what are we talking about here? I think yeah. maybe if he has to go somewhere, Carolina. 
They need a second line center. Kotkaniemi yeah. is not it. They want to get a run at the Stanley Cup right now. I think he'd be a perfect fit there. The other, I'll answer this in a, in a quick second, but the other interesting thing with Bo Horvat, if the Canucks decide to trade him, is that I've also talked to some teams who aren't playoff bound in likelihood, but would like to get into that conversation if they can sign him in the moment. Mm. So keep, keep that in mind as well uh, in terms of just fast forwarding July 1st. But uh, I'll say Colorado Avalanche, which is kind of the obvious, um, you know, they have to get through all these injuries first, but come the new year, I think the Avs, if they're still in the playoff spot and, and we're able to play survival hockey here through all these injuries, you know, they haven't replaced Nazem Kadri. Um, and, and I think that they will be as aggressive as any contender in terms of trying to add, uh, before March 3rd. So I could see that happening. All right. I mean, just to be different, I'd say Dallas, I mean, he's not a, a, a perfect fit in Dallas. Mm. Um, you know, and for all the teams that we're talking about, you know, there, there's some cap implication here, right? So it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we we know Dallas is looking to add to their top six. They'd like to add a piece that maybe complements what they've got in in Marchman and Tyler Sagan on that line again. So maybe not a perfect fit there, but it feels like the Dallas Stars are in that market. Hey, question for you, Ryan or group. Yes, sir. So what about Toronto? Like everyone, like what? Where are we in this? I've been on the like Toronto should go get a forward if they have money to spend and assets to spend it on. They they should go get another forward. Yeah. Not go like their defense. They're played twelve of them. They're doing all right. And if they ever yeah, get them right. back healthy, like you know, the price is going to cost to get a good defenseman. Is it worth it as opposed to going to get a bull Horvat or going to chase one of the big UFA guys to help their forward depth? I don't know if I'm out on an island on myself. Everyone's like, oh, defense, defense. I'm like, they're the third best goals against the league. How about offense where they're like twenty second? Like, how about those? Hmm. Let's help that out. Are we like bull Horvat in Toronto, third line center? With John Tavares. There's, like, our, wow, there's our promo for the day. Mike you know, Johnson what do we blows think? up internet. Am, yeah. I, am, well, I, am I crazy? Well, the thing is, is you, you talked about when they finally get healthy on the fence. They never will be. I mean, I mean, we don't yeah. believe Jake Muzzin's unfortunately going to come back and play, right? So, or this year, anyway. Um, so they're not I guess getting I mean, healthy. Riley, they got the Swedes, they got Brody, they got yeah. Paul Giordano, yeah. right? Plus, plus, plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely top heavy offensively, right? <laughs> As they have been, yeah. um, that's interesting. But don't you think they'd rather look along the wing? No, wingers, winger, center—they're all interchangeable. I'd rather get a good centerman and think whoever Yarnbrook on the wing or whoever they'd have playing center there mm-hmm. at this point. Like, uh, right. no, I, I, I think they have they have Camp and and Holberg are third and fourth line centermen. Like you can put Holberg yeah. on the, the wing. The only thing is Kyle, Kyle Dubis very publicly, as you guys know, has numerous times talked about the fact he doesn't like trading for rentals. Um, you know, does he Even make an exception? I mean, he did trade. <laughs> yeah, he traded for Nick Foligno. That stung bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, uh, Pierre, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, Patrick Kane. Boy, I was Rangers all along, and now the Rangers mm-hmm. have to show themselves a little better here to attract Patrick Kane, who will decide where he's going, of course, with his no move. It's not going to be an auction for Patrick Kane. It's going to be like Claude Giroux where Pat Brisson says, okay, this is where we're going. Um, boy, all right, how about this? Because they're hanging in there. They're playing well. How about the New York Islanders? Matthew Barzal mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane on the same line. I like it. Johnny, I don't. Bear, I go with the obvious man. It's the Rangers. He wants the Rangers. I thought Bill? when they played last week in New York, I thought they might just stay yeah. there at MSG. Like, and the Rangers, I just did their game. 
there's a lot of turmoil going on right now. Like they're, they're not pleased with what's happening there. And I mm-hmm. think they would be willing to make a swing. So if he's got to have some control, um, I think that could be a, a good destination. Get him back with Panarin, get him on Broadway, get him on M, you know, MSG a sure. whole bit. I think it's a, it's a good fit. Yeah, I think the Rangers are a good fit, but I look at Los Angeles as well. You know, um, you know, Rob Blake made it abundantly clear early in the year and, and throughout the offseason that, you know, with Jonathan Quick and Anze Kopitar, and we know that the window is quickly closing with those experienced veteran guys, that he feels a sense of obligation to do what he can to help those team, uh, those players contend one more time. Now, are the Kings good enough? that you blow out some of the, the prospects and, and, and some of the depth that we talked about earlier in association with maybe Jake mm. Chickering and the LA Kings? Possibly, but it feels like one of those two teams, LA or the New York Rangers. Do they get a goalie well, in that I, trade? Like, they got the worst goalies I, in the league. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, they may have to sign Jonathan Quick to an extension at this point. No, is, it just me or, is it just yeah. me or would Jersey not be the funnest place to see him go? Like, wouldn't it be well, awesome to see him in Jersey? I don't I, think I mean, need listen. Him. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Tom Fitzgerald has not been shy, as as uh, you guys know. He's not been shy to swing for the fences. I mean, he was in on – he tried to get in on Matthew Kachuk last summer. Wasn't He wasn't allowed in the final club and uh, obviously tried to sign Johnny Goudreau and, and couldn't do that either. But the doubles are always in the middle of it. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. But the, but the again, devil's big acquisition, want to be Palat when he comes back in January or February? Like, there's their right. big guy. Right, yeah, and, and keep in yeah. mind on the Patrick Kane thing too, and 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 I, ha- I always have to remind myself of this, but this isn't going to be like I've heard some people say. Well, the Rangers have two first round draft picks. I, I'm not convinced here. If you look at the price for Claude Giroux last year, because the guy has a full no move clause, I don't think this is a big price to pay for Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, in all likelihood, is going to say this team or that team, mm-hmm. maybe two teams. I don't know that Chicago is really going to get a ransom here, right? Yeah, it's a very limited situation, yeah. and, and they kind of have to trade him, right? Like they got they got to acquiesce to whatever he wants. Like he's going to walk away anyway. Yeah. So like, like when a push comes yeah. to shove, it's trade deadline day. I mean, I'll take a first and a second. You know, I want two firsts. I'll take two seconds if I have to. Like whatever I got to get at the end, I got to get it. Can't let him walk yeah, for nothing right. if you're going to trade him anyways. Last one, we're going to go with... Vegas uh, squeeze in another big player. (laughs) (laughs) You know they'll be in on it. Why Why not? not? Last one we're going to do is Eric Carlson. Uh, Maybe, Dregs, you don't have to do this one because we're running low on time. You've all but guaranteed he's going to be an oiler. So, Pierre, uh, where do you think he's going to go, buddy? (laughs) Just got radioed by Rashog. First round's on you at the Board of Governors, buddy. Um, Yeah. I'm going to say he stays put before March 3rd. I hope not. We want trades, obviously. Uh, but I think this is an off-season proposition, given the complexity of the contract and the, and the cap implications. And I think teams that really like him wanting to get a firm idea of if the cap's actually going up or not uh, this summer. So I, I predict he stays put. Um, if I'm San Jose, I'm doing everything I can to trade him now. When's his value going to be higher than it is right now? Like, you wait till next summer, all of a sudden he ends up with a colder – and, like, you know, it just – you strike while guys are desperate. So yeah, but do they have a choice in the matter, MJ? Like, of course they want to trade him, I think, but you need a team willing to play ball. Yeah. Yeah. But I Uh, I think teams we want to go play with Eric Carlson right now, 
you know, a year from now when, yeah. the, you know, the blooms off the rose, the fit, he doesn't have 35 goals this season. He doesn't get 95 points. He ends up with, you know, 20 and 65. You're like, oh, wait, that's kind of more normal, mm. great production. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It's such a complex deal. Such a complex deal. The one I said is just, I don't know if you'd go there. I think Montreal. If Montreal could attach a couple contracts going back. Ooh. Wow. Which he one? wants to win, though, right? And, I, and... I trade Eric Carlson for Brendan Gallagher. Plus. Uh, hmm. Plus, plus, plus. Yeah. Drags? How many pluses you want to put? I'm only, put, I'm only, I'm only putting two plus. Okay. Only plus, plus. That's all I'm doing. Drags, you, Drags, you want to make another headline and weigh in on this? No, look, I mean, I, I guess what frustrates me is, you know, we talk to managers all the time, and they keep saying it's dollar in, it's dollar out. It's cap this, mm-hmm. cap that. Garbage. You can still be creative with a salary cap, right? Agreed. You can be creative. Um, and I look at what Vegas has done. Uh, now, Vegas hasn't won anything yet either, but at least they keep going for it, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that comes to mind, and we've heard Eric say this a couple of times now when interviewed, I want to win. He keeps right. saying he right. wants to win. Well, he wants to win next year or he wants to win now. Like, yeah. if he wants to win now, then he's got to do everything he can do to encourage a deal because well, otherwise you're missing another glorious opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Didn't you have All like right. a, a final comment on Hockey Night in Canada last week, which was interesting, right? He said something like, did he say like, I'm still a good player or I forget what it was, but it was, I, I felt like the interpretation was guys come and get me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should be. He's open, open for business. All right. Great stuff. Last word on that can go to, uh, can go to Dregs because he's got the scoops. Oh, this is big. That's my favorite soundbite on the podcast. How is that? Right <laughs> hey, we got that one last year. Oh, this is big. Uh, yeah. All right, before we wrap up, <laughs> Mike white. Johnson. Mike Johnson has a, a heart out here time-wise, so we got to get going on red card, yellow card, no card. Oh, Everybody's favorite game show. Dregs, you're going to like this one this week. Okay. And you're going to want to correct me, I'm sure, on the scenario. So here it Another is, fellas. Question. Here we go. Your judgment. Red card, yellow card, no card. You're at a business conference. <laughs> you're sitting at a bar with a couple of colleagues uh, from another company, and he offers to buy you a drink. Now, you know that he's not paying. It's the company that's going to be paying for the drink. And so you ask the bartender, <clears throat> like, what kind of scotch do you have? And he takes you through his assortment of scotches, and so you order... <laughs> An Oban, right? One <laughs> ounce of Oban. Generally known as a decent scotch, right? Decent. Turns out it's a $46 drink when the bill comes and awkwardness ensues. Didn't know it was going to be $46. Red card, yellow card, no card for going with the Oban off the top shelf. Red card for me. Hard red card, because if you're a scotch drinker, you would know that that's an expensive ounce of liquor. Um, And number two, the scenario you presented was actually an NHL employee. So you should never allow an NHL employee to buy you a drink. Oh, being outed. Wow. Shoggy, what did you do? (laughs) I think that there was an exchange of drinks being bought, taking turns buying rounds, if I recall. Wouldn't be you, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right red card for drags pierre what do you got thanks drags 
I'm going to go red card too because, and it's not even specifically in this scenario, although I know nothing about Scott, so so I'm kind of flailing away here. But just in general, if someone's buying me a drink, I, I couldn't, honestly couldn't live with myself going at the top. <laughs> I, I'd go somewhere medium. i go somewhere medium. Johnny. Advance green. Run up the tab. It's not on you. Who cares? What I a, knew you'd come any, through for me. I knew it. Are you kidding me? If someone else is paying and it's not you, I'm like, let's run. They don't care. It's just a, <laughs> just a rounding area line item. As long as you're not going to get in trouble, run it up. Oh, Give me a, make it a case, double. Make it a triple. In this case, make they it care. a double. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I, I knew you'd have my back. I love you know it. All right. None of your opinions are worth squat because we have the ultimate arbiter here on Got Your Back, Terry Ryan, Ted Hitchcock from Shorzy, the ultimate arbiter of all things. Here is his ruling. As the ultimate arbiter, I say red card on the play. Even though he's offered to buy you a drink, 46 bucks is an ignorant order. His company could probably <laughs> afford a $200 drink or a $500 drink. What's the limit? It's also bad karma to take advantage of a situation so blatantly. Yes, that's right. The great philosopher Socrates once said, he who is not contented with what he has would never be contented with what he would like to have. In other words, greed is tempting, but addictive and lonely. Bad karma, bad play. Red card. Final answer. Hey, Ted Hitchcock from Shorzy. Green card. I think that's the first time all year we've agreed. Johnny, you and I are on the same page, buddy. I can't wait to have you buy me a drink next time we're on the road together, buddy. Oh, to as soon as I have a company card, you can you can have it. No hey, problem. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up the podcast, folks. Uh, guys, thank you for your mediocre contributions today. Thank you for your downloads and your subscriptions. And a big thanks to our sponsors as well. Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals, Pro Hockey Life and Liberty Security, also a valued sponsor here on Got Your Back. Three of the four of us are off to the Board of Governors in Florida, so I'm sure we'll have some chirps and some stories ready to go in next week's podcast. We'll talk to you then, folks. Have yourselves a fantastic Friday. Cheers. We want to tell you about a truly Canadian company. Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals provides equipment and supplies to all facets of the Canadian construction industry. But what sets them apart is their get-or-done attitude. It's a core value of their company. I've been to the offices. I've seen how they proudly display that on the wall at each branch. Every one of the staff members lives by the get-or-done formula to ensure they'll never let their customers down. They'll bend over backwards to get their clientele what they need when they need it. They don't make excuses. Cross Country Canada takes great pride in this attitude and they truly believe that the success of their customer is their success. You can't get much more Canadian than that.